0: Hey there, e-commerce knowledge seeker. This is Alex Goubet, the founder and director of ListMyProducts.com. We're actively seeking guests for our commercial-free e-commerce podcast. If you know someone doing six to eight figures in online sales and considers themselves thoughtful, send them our way. Just go to ListMyProducts.com, check out the podcast tab, and see exactly who we're looking for. We'd love to feature you or them. Hi, uh, it's Alex here from listmyproducts.com. And I'm here today with Talal Asad from Brand Together. How are you today, Talal?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you, Alex.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Talal's got a very interesting background that I'd love him to dive into and explain exactly how he got into uh, his specialization in e commerce, uh, really cutting his teeth in the food and beverage industry.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I was exclusively, or I am exclusively in the food and beverage industry. That's just kind of where I started right now. We work with a a ton of different CPG brands, any, any package good for, for the most part. Absolutely. And except for, except for CBD and supplements and beauty products, because those I feel are like really difficult to launch on Amazon.
0: Absolutely. And I'd like to, well, uh, I'd like to come back to that point, especially about why you don't work with some companies and and choose others in your experience. Um, With that being said, I know your time before uh, Brand Together was spent working in uh, different uh, advertising outlets, um, companies, um, how did you find yourself in particular um, where you are now?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty like serendipitous sort of path. Um, when I was working at the advertising DSP, so we, I was working in DSP before most people knew what DSP was or, or that was like a household name, which it is now from advert- from Amazon. Um, but when I was working there, we were working for and with some of the, you know, largest t- top 10 agencies and Fortune 10 companies um, running DSP ads for almost everybody. Um, and so from there, we had a beverage cooler in and, you know, free snacks and drinks. Um, and in the beverage cooler, there was this drink and everyone started drinking this drink and getting like really, really, really hooked on it, loved it, swore by it. It was an energy, natural energy drink. Um, it didn't taste so great at first, but it was one of those things that like, you start to drink, you know, three or four times and it starts to grow on you. And and then you start to acquire the palate for it. And, uh, it gave the best energy ever. And I would drink, I started at like one of them a day and then like two or three a day. And then at some point I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be drinking that much, but like you never really got the crazy jitters that you get from, from other energy drinks. Um, but what I noticed was in that beverage cooler, it went from being like one column to one entire shelf to then like two shelves to like half the, the fridge plus storage space. And uh, the entire company of like 400, 500 people was hooked on this drink. So I turned and I look at the back of it and it said, brewed and, uh, born, born and brewed in Durham, North Carolina. And I'm like, oh, that's where I am. It's like the next town over. And uh, I looked them up and realized it's just like a two-person shop. Like the founder, she started it in her dorm room at Duke, one Google demo day. Um, and uh, then I was like, you know, I want to work for them no matter what. So I pestered her for eight months uh, until she gave me a job, essentially. Had the worst interview I ever had in my life. And I thought it was dead then. And then I still, I still fought on. Um, and I told her, I just want to intern with you. You know, I'll take four steps back <laughs> if I could work with this company. But anyway, I ended up getting a really cool job with them doing everything on screen. So it would have been, um, you know, social media, digital marketing, advertising, um, as well as the Shopify and the Amazon. So and the e-commerce piece of it and the e-commerce piece of it, I was not at all experienced in. And she was like, just learn it, figure it out. And I did. And so from there, that's where I really, really jumped into e-commerce. I learned Amazon. Um, I am now, I would consider myself an Amazon expert, um, in e-commerce. I would consider myself an e-commerce expert and yeah. And just from there, um, fell in love with, with both the product and the growth and the opportunities to be able to wear many hats in a small company and and watch it grow again and be the, you know, the third employee. And, uh, we folded. <laughs> and so now the company, uh, after a couple of years, um I kept, I was, you know, very, very um, I want to say integrated into the CPG community in Durham. And so a lot of people kept asking me for help on their Amazon and their Shopify and especially mostly Amazon. And after three, four, five people asked me for help, I was like, I wonder if I can charge for this. And I did. And, uh, yeah. And then I was able to spin it off into a brand together, which is, um, my little consultancy that I have now.
0: Awesome. And so that is a natural, uh, progression to, uh, the, I mean, number one, the perseverance and consistency, uh, to stick with them. You had a vision there and you said, I really want to be a part of this, um, before we get into, you know, brand together, what was it that you saw when you, uh, were dealing with this product for the first time that, uh, that obviously this eye of yours has, you know, gone on and to serve other products. But in that time, you know, what was it that you saw and said, this could be a winner, I need to uh, not attach myself to this, but work with this company?
1: Attach myself is the correct term. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was that story of just seeing how it grew in in the beverage fridge, really, it's like you, you start to notice. Um, and it, it's kind of a testament to how important natural growth is. And I think that's something that's lost upon a lot of people. I think it's something that was lost upon the company that I was with too. Um, People try to value CPG like tech and it's not the same thing. And I think this is a a problem with a lot of investors who invest in in CPG or invest in food and beverage where they look for multiples and growth that are not realistic. Um, And it's something that I've noticed time and time again. And it's, 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 it's a very frustrating thing because there are so many companies that could do super well if people were just a little bit more patient with their growth. And I think impatience with growth is one of the is one of the killers of, of, of most companies.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And I want my audience to hear that and listen to that again and again. You, know, you have to be persistent and consistent. I love that. And so now you're uh, you're working with um, you started the company Brand Together. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Um, It's very, uh, I'd say it's all encompassing. I I checked out your website, everything from SEO to, uh, you know, really just getting the vision correct for the company. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, the vision is not correct for the company right now. And I think the vision, the original vision of the company is not what's being executed on right now. So you're actually asking me um, a question that I'm right in the middle of contemplating myself. Uh, The original vision was I wanted Brand Together to be a brand collaborative between many small and medium brands. Um, Mm -hmm. And that would mean being able to share influencers and buying power. And like if you have a good packaging person and if you have like a really good, you know, not even just regular like nice packaging, but like even craft packaging purchasing and and doing a lot of, uh, you know, doing a lot of like joint efforts between different companies and what ended up happening was I kept getting dragged into doing lots of the Amazon work and so that's something that we do really well Mm -hmm. and we do with really great results and I think we do it with an affordable price and so unfortunately or fortunately for me like the last three years it kept my ear to Amazon but it wasn't allowing me to really jump into my vision of what I really wanted Brand Together to be. and so that's something that we're we're actively working on right now to, to reformat how we're doing things. And to, I'm going to try to take some steps away from be doing lots of Amazon work and lots of, lots of e-commerce work and into more of like fostering this brand collaborative that I've been kind of dreaming of for like five years now.
0: Absolutely. And I really appreciated honesty and candor because, you know, you, we do what works. You know, you have to pay the bills and you have to get the company started, you know, and as you grow, you'll have new avenues available to you. Let's, uh, I want to I make sure we give the bulk of the uh, time that we have left to focusing on what's next. But uh, just generally, uh, what has been the number one item that people have come to you for your Amazon services and said, you do this better than just about anyone else and I'm so happy to work with you to all? Well.
1: That's good. Um, so there's things that I have, there's things that I don't do <laughs> that, I, that I'm not good at at all. And I think that's probably the better way to answer this. So I say, like, once the product is in the United States, I can help. So I am not really good at like product selection. Um, I don't know anything about like sourcing from factories or working with factories or customs or any of the any of the cross you know ocean transatlantic freight or transpacific freight. I don't know anything about that. Um, but once it's here, I think we do a really good job of general consultancy. So like, I kind of have an idea of how almost everything works once it's in the United States, and so that would mean internal 3PLs, like internal logistics, um, working, dealing with Amazon. So here's the crazy thing about Amazon. And if you're, I know that you're primarily, um, I wanna say an eBay-focused company, but like for your clients who are on Amazon, they'll know, and for people who are thinking about getting on Amazon, selling your product on Amazon is ridiculously easy. Um, In the sense that if you have someone who knows how to write a listing, and you know how to advertise it and you know how to grow, you will do fine on Amazon. You are not fighting for merchandising on Amazon. What you're doing is you're spending 60 to 70% of the ecosystem trying to mess you up. So Amazon itself is terrible to its sellers. It's terrible to its third-party sellers. Um, They enforce things inconsistently. Their seller support team, some people are really good and some are just God, God, God awful. Um, They have this team called the brand registry team that is really important. Um, And if your sellers on on Amazon will know this team. Um, But if you need anything done from them, they don't have phone support and they have email support and they close your tickets without even reading them or doing anything. And so you're not trying to sell a product on Amazon. You're just trying not to get swallowed by the demon that is Amazon. (laughs) And so for us, we help navigate people through that and talk through like, kind of almost like the psychology around it too, you know, how to, how to not like go crazy while you're on Amazon. Unfortunately, until Amazon fixes this, it's, it's not a, it's not an even an easy platform from that perspective. And so that's something that we, we try to help out with. It's something that I really don't like working on. And I'm trying to like, as I said, leave that part of it. And I want to be much more upper level than like getting into the nitty gritty. Cause it really sucks the soul out of people.
0: Wow, that is, uh, that is a very, I, first of all, thank you for how detailed and honest that was. I think a lot of people have seen um, how easy it is to get on Amazon and sell, but you're right. I have, uh, primarily working with eBay, I have avoided a lot of the internal issues that you've, you've mentioned I've heard from other customers, which is another reason why I want to ask you if you see your... Uh, long-term trajectory, focusing more on Shopify or, or platforms that are more, uh, let say you own them entirely and they're kind of closed system, as opposed to where Amazon can come in. If you're selling a lot of your product, they'll just manufacture it themselves.
1: Uh, absolutely and that's where i think that the future really is um i know a lot of people are like very gung-ho when they're a good amazon seller until they you know lose their top selling asin for three months and that's it the company's out of business because there's no more cash flow amazon stole all their inventory and won't pay them the money that they owe them and so this happens very repeatedly like very very frequently uh much more so than you would think and um Shopify, like we developed our own theme. Brand Together has developed its own Shopify theme that we're going to launch on the theme store here in the next couple of weeks. Pretty excited about it. It's a grocery theme, themed, like a grocery focused theme. Um, and we did it for a, a pretty big uh, beverage company to start. And we are going to be translating that around to other, um, you know, we're, we're going to reskin it for other companies as well. Just, uh, and that's that's kind of what we're
0: working on right now. Awesome. Awesome. And so though, so would that, you, that be how you define your biggest growth opportunity you see right now?
1: I think so. Um, that, that's one of them. I think a, a lot more from like the software perspective of, of Amazon is something else. Um, a lot of, uh, not Amazon, sorry, of, of e-commerce in general. Um, we have a lot of companies that do TV advertising. And so trying to tie back TV advertising to, to e-commerce sales is another project I've been working on for a few years. Um, just haven't been able to, to put the focus in that I really want to. So that's, that's really where we're going to start to take a step back. I haven't accepted a new client almost all year. Um, maybe one, one or two new clients, just like on unlimited engagements, it's just because all the clients that are with us don't leave. And we, I only have so much time in the day, <laughs> so it's kind of difficult to, um, to, to grow, you know, at that stage. And so, we we really want to refocus our efforts in terms of like helping these clients out on a more meaningful level.
0: Absolutely, and um, that's a good that's a good segue to talking about your website and promoting what you've got going on right now. Even though you're not accepting new clients at this time, uh, the ones you have rave about you uh, and the service you provided, um, not just with their you know product, but the the amazing listening skills you have and ability to you know really pull out a lot of uh, intricate details. So I would really um, for my audience, I would love for you guys to check out his website and um, anything he's working on because he does this uh, really well. Um, and I think that the growth is going to be the next part that uh, he's talking about himself. But to this point, I mean, everything I've seen has been uh, amazing. So Talal, is there anything you'd like to promote uh, or to get get more um, you know, engagement on or people to take a look at uh, following your interview?
1: Uh, no, I mean, not really. I, I appreciate the I appreciate the opportunity to plug. Uh, we are Brand Together. The website is BrandTogether.io. Um, feel free to shoot an email out to me, no matter or like schedule something on our on our on our website, because I'll always take the meeting, whether or not we are going to um, accept a new client or not. And even if I don't, you know, if I if we don't have the capacity or or like we don't work together, I'm I'm, I'm always happy to talk to people about anything and so for me like I'm not trying to be standoffish or anything so don't don't be like oh he's not accepting or he doesn't want to talk because there's always an opportunity to at least learn something from a conversation and then maybe I can refer you to someone that can help
0: awesome well to all I, I think this is uh, really eye-opening for some people who really viewed Amazon as an easy platform to get into but I didn't really know about the issues that they could deal with once they're in. So I want to thank you so much for bringing that information to our website and uh, our podcast and coming on the show today.
1: Sure. I've got one more really quick thing about like getting onto Amazon. If you have any clients who are right now talking or thinking about getting on Amazon, what a lot of people don't realize is it's a very unforgiving process. So if you mess up the registration, you can be banned for life, Um, or at least it takes a long, long, long time to get unbanned. So first thing is first, if you are trying to jump on Amazon, make sure all of your documentation lines up exactly, meaning the company name you're putting in and the address should match exactly the company name and the address that's at the IRS and at your Secretary of State's business, uh, like what your Secretary of State's business license. If there's mismatching in those addresses, you're, you're done. You're not going to be able to get on Amazon and then make sure you have a piped utility, which means internet, uh, real phone. Uh, I, I don't do phone. Internet, gas, electric, water, something like that. Um, again, with your business name and the address. If it's in your personal name, from today, call your company and tell them to, or call your utility company and tell them to put your business name as the second line in there, because it takes a whole entire cycle for them to do it. So just make sure you just line up everything correctly. And if you don't, again, double check, triple check before you jump on Amazon.
0: <laughs> wow, there are a lot of pitfalls there. And you know, for anyone who's listening, I re-listen and, and really uh, heed his advice because uh, these are long-term uh, issues and mistakes you can make in an instant. So, so all thanks again for raising the awareness and the knowledge of our audience here and coming on the podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thank you
0: thanks for listening to the list my products e-commerce podcast if you are a thoughtful professional in e-commerce and would like to be on our platform please visit listmyproducts.com and check out the section under podcast if you got something out of this interview would you please share this episode on social media just do a quick screenshot and text it to a friend or share on social media and tag us with the hashtag ListMyProducts. Each month we scour Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And we pick one winner from each platform and crown them the king or queen of that social media. We will promote you and retweet you and share you with our entire audience for free if you win. Can you also hook us up? Uh, In the podcast player right now, uh, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read all of them and take action. We believe in entrepreneurship and the inspiration it provides. Your feedback helps us better educate and inspire others. While you're at it, go ahead and subscribe because you're not going to want to miss our next guest. You will be inspired and motivated to achieve 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name is Alex Goubet. Let's connect on social media. You'll find all of our stuff we're doing on listmyproducts.com. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the List My Products movement.